Welcome to Ridge to Ridge Outdoors podcast. Based out of Southern California, we talk hunting, tips and tactics, the outdoors, and everything in between to help our fellow hunters find success. Brought to you by Victory Archery, the carbon arrow experts. Supported by schoutdoors.com, the largest Southern California hunting forum. Sponsored by Archery Geeks Custom Strings. Use promo code RIDGE15 to save 15% off your order. What up, guys? It's been a while, a few weeks. At least it's been three weeks since I've recorded. No, it's been longer than that. I think it's been longer than that. It's been about a month, though. Yeah, it's been about a month. Uh, actually, it's it's Brian's with me. It's Yo, it's Brian. He's actually in my garage. What's up, guys? I, yeah, we don't have John with us today. That's another story for another day, but uh, we're just kicking back. We're actually in my garage this time around, and, and the garage door is open, so... If you guys hear some shit, uh, people driving by and whatnot, it's hot, so we're just trying to. May 29th was the last day. May 29th was the last yeah, was day? That turkey was call it? giveaway. Oh, so that was the day that we were. Yeah, I think. We were messing around. Yeah, so yeah. It's, been almost a, it's been almost a month since we've been doing that kind of stuff. But anyways, uh, you know, I'm just getting it back up. I want to start putting content again, out again. You know, when you record, you know, and releasing two podcasts a, a week, man, that, that was a lot. I was on a good run. Me and John were on a good run, but it just. It just uh, got to be a lot. So, it yeah, man, it's it did. I mean, we're we're <laughs> recording all the time. I you know I don't big shout you know big shout out and hat off to a lot of people that do this stuff for a living. But I I just couldn't keep up, man. I got a full time job and a life outside of this thing, you know. So oh, it's yeah. like it's hard. And then not to mention that you know summer scouting popped off. Oh yeah. You know, and on and cracking. Yeah, and and me and me and Brian, we've been we've been getting after it quite a bit. Uh, it's very uh very imperative to do it for sure it, it, if anything else it gets you outside oh right? yeah get your mind right yeah get out of get out of the house get get off the couch and yeah you know, outdoors it helps you get your lungs accu- like acclimated back to hiking around the hills you know and, and obviously it's june it's june 25th i turn 33 tomorrow june 26th my birthday but you know we obviously we got a f- couple months a few months before season september 7th i think a 22 opens up six or seven Six or seven. But, you know, you, we got these hunts coming up. A lot of people are going to hunt Arizona in August. I got a hunt coming up in Utah in August. Um, individuals archery hunt all over the place. So it's like season's really not that far away. It, it just, just because it doesn't start here till September doesn't mean hunting season doesn't fire off until, you know, it doesn't mean it doesn't fire off in, in August. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's it's cool, you know, and it's just good to get out. I, uh, I miss getting out. I, I've just been – Busy with everything. I like to typically get out um, earlier than June, but it, you know, like right around May, I like to start getting out. I like to at least set cams before it start. You know, right before spring, right after season, I, I you know, I would like to set cams. Right. Try to beat the heat, beat all yeah. the, uh, you know, tick season with the spring and all that, and rattlesnake season, all that. Right. You know, try try to get it done earlier so you don't have to. Well, I mean, it is, man, I haven't seen one rattlesnake yet, but all my buddies that have been getting out, like all turkey season, man, I got a couple guys send me, I'm not a big turkey hunter, you know, but all my buddies that do turkey hunt, they send me pictures of rattlesnakes all the time, you know. Wish I was a big turkey hunter. Yeah, (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But uh, it's just one of those things. I just kind of, I like getting out as much as I can and just getting out and just getting eyes on the glass, you know, even if you're just out looking at does, it's cool just to get out and do it. And and it just helps you find new areas, you know, so I was just kind of thinking we would just kind of dedicate this this podcast is summer scouting. You know, I think it's a, a good <coughs> it's a good avenue to just kind of start 
with getting back into it, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. You know? Gets you back in shape. And yeah, <laughs> so tell me this, Brian. Like, what what do you – when you summer scout, like, if you're going into a new area, what do you do to get into it? Now, do you do you just, like, uh, go into a new area and, and basically road hunt it with your glass? You know what I mean? Like, do you just stay on the roads and just kind of glass and look for – Look for does, or do you actually beat brush, find area with sign, get high, and start glassing? Like, wh- what are you, what are you typically doing? Well, since I'm fairly new to glassing, uh, normally it's just been, you know, checking out Onyx, looking at, you know, a good spot from the map. I try to stay away from the road so I don't have to encounter as much people. But normally, you know, just do some e scouting first, find an area that looks good, and then you know, get the boots on it, find, look for sign. You know, helps if you see deer the first time you go out there too, so you're, you get all pumped up. Right. That, right. You know. Yeah, just typically e-scout and then go check it out for myself. Well, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm super pumped that you moved up here and um, actually gotten, you know, I reached out to you on schoutdoors.com and, you know, I was like, hey, dude, and you had, you had said, hey, I'm moving up to Temecula. <laughs> well, there's only a few of us. I mean, there's people up here that I yeah. don't know, obviously, but the individuals that I do know, they don't necessarily run around in the summertime with, with me and go scouting. You're like, dude, I'm all about scouting, and, and I yeah. think it's super cool. So one of the first times me and you went, we went to a completely new area, right? Yeah. And we literally just glassed off the road yeah. and started finding deer. Oh, yeah. You know, and That's it's fine. like it's just what you have to do to find new areas you know, oh, excuse me, I'm drinking a beer, I'm burping. <laughs> you know, but it's just kind of what you have to do. Yeah, I, I totally agree that looking on Onyx and Google Maps and stuff, just yeah. looking at area, right now is the time to find new areas. Yeah. Right now. You don't want to be beating around during season. That's not. Yeah, not, you know, it's if you can beat the heat, first of all, you know, before spring or during spring, so it's not too hot, so you're not, you know, killing yourself out there. And right. typically you're not going to see as much deer when it's like 95 degrees. You know? Absolutely. So yeah, you definitely not. Gonna I think see the him. key is beat the heat. Yeah, you know it's especially being if you're a working man or woman and you're and you're trying to to scout. You know, right after work is a prime time to go out. Go home, take care of what you got to take care of. It doesn't yeah. get dark till nine o'clock. Damn you know, uh, you know, and it's Damn like near. just go go drive out to wherever you want to glass and just glass. Put eyes on a mountain, and then I would say put put eyes on a mountain a handful of times before you give up on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like because it. I was telling Brian, we went out the other night, we didn't see anything. And it's like, just because we didn't see them doesn't mean they're not there. Oh, yeah. You know? And it, and it's like, it, if we go out and you don't see anything, go back and try it again. Because if they're there, they're there. Oh, yeah. gotta, it's got to be right. It could be to bad. See it, I mean, yeah. It could be right over the next hill. You never know. Exactly. It's like, it's just one of those things where you have to, without a doubt, put glass on a mountain. Yeah. And, uh. Just time. It's hunting, man. Yeah, I mean, how many times do you go out in D16 and not see anything? Happens <sighs> all the time. All the time, dude. That's what, that's what a lot of the frustration comes from with the newer guys is because they come out and they don't see anything. Yeah. But I also, I also attribute that to uh, not scouting, though, you know, at least in the right areas. That and going to the first spot somebody recommends you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Mostly get a name off the – Biggest biggest locations to go in San Diego, you know. If, yeah. Needless to say, you know. Yeah, absolutely. If you were to, if you okay, if you were to give one new guy or gal some advice for summer scouting, right? What would it be? And think about that, because this is what I'm going to tell you. If my neighbor, say a neighbor moved in, and yeah. was a new hunter, right, and said, "Hey, well, what do I do?" Outside of you know helping them out, right? Yeah. If I was to point them in the right direction, 
Um, I would say, A, get Onyx for one. Yeah. And two, put it on Topo. Don't look at it from like a satellite view. Put it on Topo. Look at some national forests. Really study it. And I would say, go to an area that is the steepest, nastiest stuff oh, yeah. you could find. That is obviously deer habitat. And I'm not saying like the backside of Palomar where it's 15 foot thick Manzanita because you just you just don't see it. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not you're just not going to find deer there. But not that they're not there, but it's just hard to see them. Right. So yeah. I would say find some steep, nasty stuff with a bunch of rocks and start glassing. To, uh, preferably away from the road. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, get get in there and get up on a, a knoll or a, or a knob or whatever, and and just put glass on it and spend spend time behind your glass without a doubt. Yeah, I w- I would say, you know what, uh, boots, glass, and an ice pack. When you got those three things, and if you're you know starting to hunt, that that's gonna set you off. You know, set you off right. You're gonna be comfortable. You know, watch YouTube. You can learn a lot of stuff off YouTube. Oh yeah. You don't have to go spend you know all this money on the the world's best pack or right. Best gears, you know, just get what you can afford. Yeah, and uh, just get out there. Get out there, so. dude. If you look at, I know, I know, John had mentioned Bill Simmons a lot. Right? Yeah, but if you look at that guy, he has a beast. Dude <laughs> runs around in like a red flannel shirt, pair of Levi's, and a pair of high heeled boots, bro. Yeah, Coffee you know, cup in his pocket. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes out and gets it done. I when I first started glassing, uh, big shout out to SD Birds, man, on SCH. That that dude helped me out a lot yeah. when I first started hunting, and he would tell me, "Man, just slow down." Before I even met the guy, like he put a lot of time into me, just texting back and forth, yeah. right, talking on the phone. Before I had even hunted with him, right, he yeah. he was like a dude was a true true mentor to me, right? Because here yeah. he is putting all these deer down every year, fills two deer tags a year, and he gets it done, and he's like. He don't he don't give a shit what anyone thinks. Oh, yeah. Like dudes is only he's like a free bird. And he for him to take time out of his day to help me out to to get me over that learning curve, it meant a lot, you know. Oh, so yeah. cool guy. The one Sounds thing like I took it in, man, when he said, "Bro, you got to slow down and don't ever think that there's not deer right off the road." And then it kind of sank with me. And it's like, for example, dude, if you if, you know, 2 weeks ago, you went out, you're right off the road. Well, what'd you see? There you go. Big buck. There there you go. You know, and it's like pr- prime example. Don't think that they're not right off the road. Yeah. Everyone says, you know, obviously when there's a million people in the bush hunting, it, it changes yeah. things up. Oh, yeah. But it's not hunting season right now. So just look for sign. Get out. Put put boots on the ground. And uh, just go out there and get behind your glass and slow down. Just be – just act like you're hunting, yeah. you know. Just glass. You got to be patient. can't uh – Go to a spot like we said earlier. You can't just go to a spot one time, and not see anything, and, you know, not keep at it. Give up. You know, be persistent. Right. I definitely look at a lot of a lot of it for me though. When I'm walking into an area, I'm always looking down. Like I'm always looking for track. Yeah. Sign. You know, yeah. deer shit tracks. You know, anything. 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 You start walking by like shrub oaks. You know, you. Yeah. If you if you're in an area with a lot of deer, you know, typically. If you look at the bushes around, you can see where they're like foraging. They're grazing through at, oh, yeah. at head height or or shoulder height. You Bunch know what I mean? Down little yeah, and and that's notorious for deer camp, dude. Is that oh, <laughs> like yeah. I'll show, <laughs> I'll show you, dude. It's wild. Like you could, these are the munchie bushes. We call oh, yeah. them the munchie bushes because they just come through and just like, dude, it's, it's really weird. Everything. Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost like sheep come through. But, uh, anyways, it, it's it's super cool to just get out 
and yeah. scout. You know, it gets you back into that hunting mood. You know, it gets you all pumped up right before season. Oh yeah, know? like I, I'm super pumped, man. I'm super pumped for August. I'm super pumped because today's the 25th. Tomorrow's the 26th. I'm hoping Arizona draw results come out tomorrow or Saturday. I don't know if they're going to come out. I think tonight's the deadline. It is the deadline tonight yeah. to change your credit cards. But uh, obviously, when the people listen to this, it's probably going to be, the, uh, I don't know, the 30th probably when this thing drops. But yeah. so the draw will already have happened and we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited. Season's right around the corner, man. Yeah, me and my, my buddy Justin and Izzy, uh, shout out to them. Uh, we were planning our over-the-counter hunt. We're going here in late August. Yeah. You know, it's going to end sometime around September. Right. So we were super pumped talking about spots and, you know, maps, all the all the gear we're going to bring and, you know, everything we need. It's just planning, you know, just getting more excited right before the hunt. Oh, dude, I'm pumped. Yeah. You know, I'm super pumped. I, I can't believe it. Like, I – what you know what the biggest disappointment was? I'll be honest with you guys and all the listeners that have been following along for a while. I did not draw X nine A with six oh, points. How does that happen? I've heard a few, a few people that you know six seven points they still didn't draw. I think I think it has to do with the COVID thing. Oh, dude, I've been saying that. Like I I've literally been. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or not, but I felt like I felt like if you were hunting out of state, you'd have a better chance of drawing an out of state tag. And yeah. the reason is because people. You know, unfortunately, if they had lost their jobs or it's, you yeah. know, trying times for them or whatnot, or, you know, maybe their wife or her husband lost it or whatever it Try is. Try to stay close. Yeah, they want to stay close, right? Yeah. So they're going to use their California or state that they live in, use those points if it's a point system draw, right? So think about it. Yeah, makes it, sense. It's one of them things. Oh, yeah. Everyone, I mean, who would have thought dudes with seven points wouldn't draw X9A? Dude, my buddy Izzy, he drew a unit one Arizona Caltech first year ever drawing for any th- anything out of state. Yeah, see, I don't. I mean, I don't know what the odds are on that. Sure, I, I don't even want to talk about. You know, I don't Slim even want to like throw <laughs> throw a guess on it. But I'm not sure. You know, but yeah. things like that do happen. But I just, I think that COVID definitely had something to do with the the yeah. amount of people applying in California and burning their points. I yeah. definitely think that had something to do with it. Yeah. Now, now I'm faced with the dilemma of, what do I do with seven points? Do I apply for X nine A again, or do I say, oh, you know what, man, let me like go over to this unit that takes one to two points and get a couple buddies to go. I, you know what I mean? I'd say X9A, X9A again. I have been waiting a long time. You know. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I'm I'm 33 years old. I got seven points. Like, yeah, why right. not wait till I'm 50 and see what happens? You know, that's a long time yeah. to be applying for California, but at the same time, like... Look at the deer that come out of that unit. You know? I, I know, man. I know. I would, without a doubt, love to hunt that. You know, I without a doubt, and I was planning on it. I literally had no doubt that I wasn't going to draw that tag. Bummer. You know, and I didn't draw it. And it sucks, but it is what it is. So now I got my D16 and A22 again, and, and I obviously I got my, my Utah tag, and I'm hoping I draw Arizona. If I don't draw Arizona, I'm going to grab that over-the-counter archery tag and go run around that place. Oh, yeah. You know, try that out. I, I've never done it, and I want to. Me neither. I'm, you know. That's why I'm so stoked. I know. That's going to be a good time, dude. Yeah. I can't wait, man. I'm so pumped. I've been talking it, about it all year. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll, like, I know multiple people that have done it and are like, yeah, wow, it's it's, it's great. Arizona's just a different oh, game, yeah. you know? But who knows, you know? I mean, people are saying, and this is what really draw, draws me down is, like, this whole COVID thing really chaps my ass a little bit. Yeah. It just seems like local and state governments are starting to 
push back and like talk and rumble about locking down again. And it's how, no, dude, I still, I'll be honest with you, man. I still don't know. Not one person, not one person with COVID-19, not to say that it's not out there and not to say that it's not real. I'm just saying like, I don't know one person. That's all I'm saying. And then, so like you may say like right now, you may be like, oh yeah, my, my sister's aunt's uncle has it or some (laughs) shit. Right. Like, but still you don't, I don't know. Well, you know, I, I do know one guy. Yeah. It, but is he like your buddy, like me and you? Yeah, like, man. He knows you. Yeah. <laughs> and what? Is, I mean, what? What's his deal? He, it tore him up. He, had, you know, he he was a he was a boxer before. He was, you know, he was a real fit guy. And was he fit when he got it? He's he's in shape. He bikes. Okay, you know? so he rides his bike. Yeah, he he rode bikes and he you know he works out every now and then at the gym and stuff. And he he got pretty tore up right. I know right now he's having problems smelling and uh, tasting food. That's All right. So like, did he go to the hospital? Yeah, and what they they put him on a ventilator? Uh, no, because he wasn't too severe. Because he he doesn't have like asthma or anything like right, that. Right, right. You know, his lungs were affected. Uh, was complaining about pain in his chest for a while, and then you know finally went and get, did a test, and sure enough, positive COVID. And I mean, and what what did they like? Th- you see what I'm saying? Because listen, yeah. I'm not saying COVID's not real. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. All I am saying is that how old is this guy? Probably 35. I He's think. 35, yeah. right? And it didn't kill him. Oh, he's good. He's good. You know what? You know what else like almost kills everybody that gets it? The flu, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even saying it's the flu. I'm not. And I don't even know if we should be talking about this on the podcast. <laughs> it just fires me up, bro. It does because here you go. A dude probably in his prime or close to his prime, 35 years old, caught COVID-19, right? We literally shut down our municipalities, like shut down our cities, our states, our government, our country, the world, bro, over yeah. this. And individuals i feel so uh, yeah we're just gonna stop i'm just saying dude, it's not good that we're doing what we're doing with it it's i feel like as a working man i don't feel like it warrants shutting down our economies it's not like you get it and bleed from your eyes and it's a death sentence it's not and if it was it'd be a different story i just think they you know this need to be geared up at least. You can't be walking around coughing with you. you know. Bro, if you're sick, stay home. By yeah. no means. Listen, stay if home. I was sick, I without a doubt, bro, I wouldn't go home. Or I wouldn't go to work. I wouldn't go in public. I would do my part because I don't want to get my neighbor sick. My na- my neighbor's damn near 80 years old, super cool man, walks his dog three times a day, right? Like he's a super cool dude. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is get that guy sick. But at the same time, like if you ask him, I just watched him shake his landscaper's hand. Yeah. Like, he ain't worried about it, <laughs> you know? So, like, why should, you know, it's if like. If I'll, I had COVID, I'd still be hunting. <laughs> I mean, dude, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's just, we literally went from one spectrum <laughs> to the other with, with summer scouting to COVID-19. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. it's just rambling. But, dude, let's change subject a little bit. Let's uh, let's talk about a pack. You're talking about getting a new pack, and you want to get it and be able to scout out of it and do your thing and, and be able to hunt yeah, Arizona with it. Yeah, I've been looking for, like, a multi-day pack, but I can still, you know, it's it's not too big for for a day pack local. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my buddy just picked up that, I have a hard time, Kafaru. Kafaru, I have a hard time saying that for whatever reason, I have a hard time. But he picked up the 44 mag, and he loves it, absolutely loves it. Yeah, that's one of the most popular packs. Yeah. Now, he's been running... He he's been running Mystery Ranch for years, and he you know he loved those too, right? Yeah. I 
have thought about getting a mystery ranch. I've literally put more than just thoughts into it, and I've put things in shopping carts and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but I've always backed out of it. I just can't get away from what I got, right? Like, I, I love my F1 mainframe, and I want to get rid of that transformer pack, and I want to get the little big top and see how that runs me. I feel like that mainframe right there will do everything I need it to do for the time being and for years to come as long as it's still holding up and why change it all I need to do is get a different the different pack I can keep yeah. the frame yeah, that's you know and it works for me you're perfectly fine though. but like you were running that Badlands what were you running? oh Badlands 2200 it, it's a good day pack man but what did it for me was I went uh, backpack camping with my buddy Justin and I you know he has a nice XO uh, XO mountain gear pack you know, he had his full camp, his bow with, like, two gallons of water, and, he, you know, his pack was right. You know, it was perfect for that. And I had my Badlands pack, and it was only a 2,200 cubic inch. And I, My pack looked like a homeless. You know, I had all kinds of things hanging off my pack, and, you know, it, it was, was not very comfortable with all that weight. I think right. there were about 35 or, no, it was probably more, probably 45, 50-pound packs right. between both of us right. with, you know, not including the two, three gallons of water we were carrying in at the time. Right. So that's what did it for me. I needed, you know, something a little bigger. I can multi-day hunt and uh, come back and do a day hunt. Because you know? you're, you're, you actually get out and uh, you camp out too, don't you? Yeah, I just started. Yeah, it's the way to do it. It's, yeah, it's fun. It is the way to do it. I hate getting up at 2 in the morning. Oh, yeah, driving all the way to your I, spot. When I was younger, dude, I used to have no problem popping up at 2. Bam, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> don't even brush your teeth. Out the door, you know? But now, man, 2 o'clock comes, I'm like, oh. Dude, like it just is a different. It's a different yeah. feeling I got now. Not that I'm not jazzed to go. I just get up a lot slower. I can't can't relate yet, but you know, sometimes I wake up real early. You know, right? Yeah, man, I could sleep in right now, have a coffee in a few hours, and oh yeah, chill and relax. But absolutely, it just it, I like camping out. I think it I just it. adds to the experience. Hold on, lay down, down. Good dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. It adds to the experience, you know. It yeah. it just it's cool, and I want to get out and do some scouting in an area that is, uh, it's a hike to get in. Yeah. And I don't want to just go up there half day. What I want to do is go up, camp like glass that night, you know, camp, glass that morning, and then come home. That's yeah. what I really want to do. I really want to get solid hours glassing. Right. That's what. What me and Justin did, we hiked in early in the morning, trying to beat that sun. Yeah. Uh, we got in a little, I think it was a little bit late. Um, probably correct me later if I'm wrong. But uh, we're, uh, we got to the spot where we are going to camp at. We dropped camp right as the sun was starting to come up. So we ran to the glassing knob, went over there, started glassing right away. And actually, we got on a stock that same morning. Justin yeah. did after a few bucks. But uh, after that stock came back, it was probably 11 o'clock. It was a long stock. But after that time, you know, came back, set up camp. Relax for a few hours and glass until the glass until dark. Yeah, it, it I, dude, I'm telling you, man, I uh, camping out and you know I call it the backcountry. You know, it's San Diego. Yeah. You, you're never more than five miles from a road, right? Yeah. I mean, as backcountry as you think it is, it's really not. You know, yeah. You, at night, you look around, you see lights. Yeah. Right? But I mean, it's still camping out, and it's not a designated campsite. You know, it's it's, it's, it's cool. cool. It's backcountry. I dig it, man. I dig it, and I I think that it is added. I think it's added fun to the hunts for me. Not that just hunting ain't fun, but it, it's added a different dynamic where I, I like it. Like, I'm a gear guy. I like cool gear. Like, yeah, I like watching go hunt videos of them doing, like, product detailing. 
right? I like yeah. watching YouTube where dudes are, you know, check out this jet boil, check out this camp chef. Yeah. Like, dude, there's cool stuff out there. It's, it's something that I'm into. It's what I do, and and I like being able to change things up, right? So when you go out and you camp, and and I want to do it. I, I really want to get out, and like I said, I want to get into that area that we've talked about, and I want to go out and I want to camp because I want to glass the night and I want to glass the morning. Oh, yeah. You know, the evening and, and early morning and just get out before it gets too hot, you know. And the way you do that, the way we would do it, is to have to get in there and camp, yeah. which is cool. I like it. Well, you know, with with that gear thing, it's if you're going to be way back in there, you're going to want to have the most comfortable gear within yeah. your within your budget and your means, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, why not? I. My my thinking, why not buy once, cry once? Now, that's what I'm thinking now. Right. Buy once, cry once. Right. Because, you know, I was always going the cheaper route and then yeah. always had to upgrade later on, yeah. you know? It, so, I agree, without a doubt. Uh, without a doubt, I agree. I think that, you know, you spend the money. But, see, there's a limit to that. Like, dude, I'm not rich. Yeah. I got to save money and do all that kind of stuff to buy this kind of stuff. And But you're absolutely right, dude. We've talked about it when it comes to camo. Like, Dudes run different camo. Dudes run no camo. Guys yeah. will run cheap stuff, expensive stuff, and they all seem to figure it out, and they like what they got, which is great, and I dig it. I just – I like comfortability, and it and it's like, at what point do you pay for comfort, you know? Yeah, it's – you're going to – you know, you're going to want to once you go out there and you're suffering one day. Yeah. Like, Damn, I wish I would have had this, or I wish I would have had that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like when you have the opportunity to roll up your puffy jacket and throw it in your pack, oh, yeah. and you don't. And then you freeze. Yeah, it's kind of like, man, I wish I brought that puffy. Yeah. It's kind of like that when you're out there and you're like, I wish started, I had that gear. Barely started using puffies, man. They're lifesavers. Oh yeah, they're real nice, man. Yeah. What um, when do you when do you set cameras? Do you start setting them in the spring, or do you set them? Do you leave them all out all year? Like, what's your deal? I normally never leave them out all year because uh, when I was hunting, uh, you know. Laguna, there's yeah. a lot of theft over there. Yeah. And you know, it's I try not to. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, we pull them out on the last hunt, but uh, normally it's springtime, right? Say around spring. I like pulling them out at the end of January. That's when I pull them out, and I pull them out because I want to see what comes in during end of December. Like you know, say I like I want to leave them out till January just to see what comes in in January. Oh yeah. You know, I want to see what happens in January. It's like the, uh, the second rut, no? Yeah, I mean, certain areas. Yeah. Like, they, they say San Diego ruts three times. I believe it. I mean, I've seen them chasing, do- chasing does in the end of December. Like, this is f- this is fact. I've yeah. seen it in front of me, right in front of me. Yeah. You know? I've seen them locking heads mid- mid-December to the end of December. There you go. So, I mean, I, Steve Trigliato, he came on the podcast a handful of times. And if yeah. you guys are listeners that you haven't listened to those podcasts, you guys should. It's super informative. We go over waterfowl. We go over big game down here. It's, he, he's just a wealth of knowledge. And it's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a Smithsonian, like a Smithsonian. How do you say it? We're Smithsonian of knowledge. Like, he just check it out. Like, it's, those yeah. are good podcasts. But he said that, he, you know, he's like, yeah. They say they rut a handful of times, and, you know, people will think, oh, first part of October, and then some people say November, and then, like, I've seen it in December, and, you know, and you're saying they're locking heads. So I think what happens, and I, by no means am I a biologist, and one day soon I'm going to get a biologist on, and maybe they can uh, enlighten us and yeah. give us some more feedback. But I think, this is the way I think, I think that October, they cycle in, right? 
Yeah. The does that get pregnant, get pregnant. The ones that don't go, they cycle back in in November, first part or whatever, right? Yeah. Mid part. And I also think elevation has something to do with it. I oh, think yeah, there's definitely. definitely elevation. Definitely. Some, you know, you look at the, let me get back to it. So then December, I think the ones that don't get pregnant, they, they cycle in again. I think it's a three-month cycle thing. That's my personal belief. Now, where that lies with the biologists, I don't know. Maybe they'll answer it. But I do know that on the coast, you start seeing deer get hit, bucks getting hit the end of September, first part of September. Like, you you drive down the 15 in, like, mid-September, right around the Miramar area, deer are getting hit by cars crossing the freeway. This is, you know, what I was always told or heard. You know, the lower elevation you go, they start rutting earlier. They start growing antlers earlier. They drop antlers, you know, earlier. So it slowly goes up until you get to, you know, what SoCal would call high country, you know, 6,000 yeah. feet elevation, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, I believe it. Yeah. it I mean, I, I without, a, without a doubt believe it because my buddies that work on base or they're Marines or whatever and they yeah. talk about it, man, bucks get hit all the time on base. Yeah. You know, especially – in the early mornings and late at night when these dudes are coming home and whatnot, oh, yeah. you know, they get, they get smoked. That's and when they're out and about. Right. So with the weather being warm and whatnot, that's when they get hit. But that's like mid-September, early October. They're literally getting hit. And then, then you go, like where we hunt, me and John hunt, and there's like no activity. Like you got does and year-and-a-half-old bucks, I, you know? I shot my buck November 3rd. Last year, and he was in full rut, tarsal glands all swollen. Well, there he you go. Stunk. When was November third? November third. What was the elevation? That's I don't even know what it is. Like four thousand. I'd feet? say around four thousand feet. Yeah. J- Justin, his buck got his late October. He, I think, I believe he was in full rut too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that they don't. I'm just saying, like, yeah. Generally speaking, I think that they rut multiple times. I think, I think it has to do, you know, with weather, elevation, and all that stuff. Yeah, I think it's very complicated, and, I, yeah. and I'm not a scientist or a biologist, so these are just my thoughts, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't. Oh yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I would like to, s- but I don't even think biologists know. I, don't, I, don't know I think it's so all cows. theory, yeah. you know? I, c- I can see it in, like, Colorado, Wyoming. You know, they would well, know yeah. a lot more information. Than yeah. Than, than well, without Diego a doubt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to think they plan seasons around it out there, so they have an idea. Yeah. Right. But San Diego, you're shooting deer with rifles during the rut. That's, you know, that's I, a great thing. It, it's pretty cool. I don't know if that contributes to, uh, you know, the amount or th- that's what I'm saying. I want to get a biologist on here because I'd like to ask those questions. Like, that'd doesn't be, that be great. dramatically affect the outcome for next year? You know, like if say if you weren't hunting bucks with rifles during the rut. You might have to skip that question so he doesn't try to change it. But I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, like I'm just, uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, is yeah. Like, don't you think that has some sort of direct reflect? It could, man. You know, and I don't know. I just think San Diego is just an entirely different yeah. Habitat to hunt, or not habitat, but uh, just the dynamics of it are different. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It is weird. It's it's a tough one. Yeah. It is. Are you gonna you gonna think about getting some swallows? Uh, I wish I could. Um, you thinking about I it? I wish I would have never looked through them. So I wouldn't be wanting them so bad. My yeah, I mean, I got the I got those razors, and uh, they're super nice. They're pretty damn good. I've seen looked through some razors before. Pretty the twelve by uh, what is it twelve by fifty? Yeah, I got the twelve by fifty. Yeah, those, those are pretty good. It's yeah, they're nice, man. Yeah. I, I like them, but they're not they're not Swaros. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I I love Vortex. You know, they have the best warranty. You know, 
know, best bang for the buck. Yes, they are. And I'll, I'll rock them. That's why, like, I literally, uh, I literally have been, your phone's ringing. It's Is mama it? on it. It's not right, your go. chick. You can answer. No, it's my mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I literally am going to purchase a pair of those UHDs, but I'm going to buy those 18 powers. You oh. know, those UHD, Vortex UHDs, oh, the yeah. razors. Yeah, me and me and Johnny, we were uh we were talking about it. He just ordered a pair. And I was asking him, like, I wonder how they compare to Swaro's, you know? Like uh, Swaro is is obviously like depending on who you talk to, they're they're the best of the best, right? I mean, some guys will be like, Oh, Zeiss are great and like it's great, you know, all these the high dollar German glass and whatnot. But yeah. Vortex is dude, I they have never, ever, ever done me wrong. And and my razors are clear, and they were perfect price point for me, and I was able to purchase them, and I've never thought anything bad of them. Yeah. Uh, even even my my razor spotter. My dilemma is, do I even need my spotter if I was to pick up those 18s? See, that's why I went with the 15 by 56. It's all around, uh, you know. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, I run 10 10 by 42s on my chest. I got a pair of Nikon. Pro staff, I think right? Kids, they're they're amazing. I, for what uh, they are, yeah, they're great. I, huh? I got them from a gift from my cousin. So they yeah, like them. Hooked it up for a birthday gift. You know, man, I've you've been using them ever since. I love them. Right. I I mean, dude, glass is glass. I mean, I shouldn't say glass is glass. Some glass obviously is better than others. But yeah, it's man. If you can see through it, you know, as long as you're finding deer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. You, it's just tough because if the deer aren't there. Like if the deer, if the area of your glass and just doesn't hold a lot of deer, it's tough to find deer with any glass. Well, a good tip: you can go practice. You know, Cuyamaca, they hit deer all yeah. over Cuyamaca. I truly believe that you got to train your eye for it. Oh yeah. You know, if you've never looked for glass through binos, you should probably go to Cuyamaca and look for deer. Yeah. And get your eye to. Used to. You know, get that like muscle memory per se yeah. of finding deer. You know, and that allows you to find deer because it was really, I want to say it was like two or three years dude of only seeing deer driving in and out yeah before i wasn't even finding deer in the field it i would it's only see deer you know hiking in at night with eye shine right my, my first season or uh you know somebody else's truck you know right <laughs> uh, yeah i know right um, I, out. I tried so hard too man it was, it was crazy yeah it's pretty crazy you've come a long way man you definitely figured it out and it's definitely good yeah. well listen man i appreciate it it's cool. I'm I'm glad we uh we got this podcast back up and running. You yeah, know, man. I'm I'm running with it and I'm gonna start putting out some content and we'll we'll plug along, you know. Yeah, I man. I'm gonna keep it going. Well, all right guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode. Uh stay tuned, more more content to come. All right guys, thanks a lot.